0: dear listener, you are tuned in to Beginnings, a podcast of book readings written and read by Cecily Riley. Episode 10, One Last Adventure. The summer was over. Well, almost. But the holidays were, and everybody was back in the rat race. I wanted one last adventure, one last thrill, before the scarves and the mittens came out. I always loved my teaching job, and looked forward to going back to work with excitement. Maybe I just wasn't jaded yet. I loved school, the students, and most of my colleagues. But after that one summer, I just wasn't quite ready to let go of my sense of wonder and be the responsible adult everyone expected me to be. I was sipping a glass of water one Tuesday afternoon, looking out into the deep green foliage of the forest next to my apartment building. On a whim, I left my glass on the kitchen counter, put on a pair of sneakers and grabbed a jacket. I decided against taking my phone. I wanted to go out on an adventure, old school. Unfortunately, although I am a friend of everything that grows and grasps for the light, I don't know the forest well. All the same, I went off, breathing in the air that was getting colder every day. I walked the familiar trail under the heavy canopy of leaves. The slanting rays of the sun were struggling to get through. I was glad of the gloom. It was the atmosphere I was looking for. The brook was quietly dancing across the rounded stones, and the evening birds were chirping in the trees. But adventure was coming. I knew it. I tried to be as inventive as I could with my itinerary, but I just ended up next to the picnic tables, where a family was celebrating a birthday. How quaint. Where was my adventure? I walked off briefly waving to the group of grown-ups and eight kids fighting over cake. Soon nature's sound surrounded me again. Everything was way too peaceful. I sighed and would have almost given up on my absurd quest. When I heard a sound, I knew, but that shouldn't be heard in a nature reserve. Since that was my purpose, instead of listening to my survival instinct, I cautiously walked closer to where the sound came from. It could only be someone working a pickaxe into the ground. As I came closer, I was surprised to find that it didn't come from the trail or a clearing, but inside some thick undergrowth. As the signs put up everywhere by an eager squad of park rangers indicated, stepping off the trail was strictly forbidden as were dogs off their leash and fire outside the designated areas now i had found someone who not only had set foot in the inner sanctum of this park, but had brought a pickaxe and was using it ferociously it was an adventure indeed i looked over my shoulder and in every direction before taking the first step into the thicket it was fairly aptly named and i had to wade through all manners of branches Leaves and tall grass. After being whipped in the face too many times by a branch I did not see, I stopped to catch my breath and to listen. The whacking had stopped and shoveling had started. The mystery man sure wanted something not to be found if he had brought all those tools into the barely reachable part of the forest. I hesitated for just one moment, unsure if I really wanted to find out who that was. Then I remembered my boring living room and the boring book on the boring couch and moved on. By the sounds of it, I was going to stumble upon him very soon. I assumed it was a man somehow. I suppose I should have been a little scared, but I was too excited and curious. And it remained that way for a while. When I stepped out, from in between two little oaks, I found a small clearing, fairly deep in shadow. As I stood up from leaning to avoid the last of the foliage, I was surprised to find Tony, leaning on the butt of a shovel, and staring at me with a knowing smile. My heart skipped a beat when I saw him, as it always did. He owned a gardening business in town, and he was always working in the local gardens and on the school grounds when I was lucky. He had a smooth, even brown, soft skin. His eyes were a deep shade of chocolate, and his jet-black hair was slicked back. His charm was that he didn't know how gorgeous he was. All the students, students' mothers, and housewives I knew were all more or less infatuated with him. Our favorite season was summer, because that meant he worked in tight white T-shirts. He never took it off, but he didn't have to. Just like that day in the forest, the white fabric strained over the muscles it covered. Mrs. Armstrong, fancy meeting you here, he said in the perpetual upbeat tone of his, adding a touch of a smile to finish me off. "'Please call me Elsie, and it's Miss, not Mrs,' I said, falsely chiding him. "'Sure, Elsie,' he said, softer, as if he was trying the name on for size. "'But really, what are you doing here?' "'I know it was a justified question, and his tone had been nice enough, "'but there was a hint of something that made me uncomfortable.' I progressively felt more and more cold as I realized that no one knew where I was. He was probably doing something no one was supposed to know, and he was a lot stronger than me. This adventure suddenly became a little too thrilling for my taste.